Mike one, Mike one, isn't this a lot of fun? Two, 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 two. Did you, America? But how many episodes is it? Oh man, two? <laughs> yeah, it's season two, episode something. Welcome to another edition of Did You America? He's Jeremy Hoffman, I'm Ian Camfield. If you want to hear old ones, if you want to get in touch with the show, didyouamerica.com is where we hang out. Or you can talk to us on the socials. I'm Ian Camfield on Twitter or on Instagram, Camfield off the radio. Oh, before we started recording, Jeremy and I just came up with the best idea for a new radio show we're going to do. We're so good at radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to go into the gold world of broadcasting. Yeah, I don't know how I'm going to be too accepted in that field, but I think we could still pull it off. Yeah, I mean, uh, maybe we'll get around to I don't want to talk about it on this episode because someone will steal the idea. But off air, I just floated to Jeremy that we could start doing some evangelism on one of the channels here in Dallas and make our money selling um, left feet slippers. I think, uh, I, I mean, I think it's a million dollar plan, but you know, who am I to say? I, you could seriously send out uh, two left feet slippers to some people and convince them that it was a message from God. <laughs> All right. Football's back today. We're recording this on uh, Thursday, September the 9th. How 9th? do you see, you know, the date of Christmas but you don't know the date of the football season well, starting? The, the date of the football season is not always September 9th. True. It's around the start of September. So yeah. that point is ridiculous. But you know why it's different this year? Because we have the Cowboys on opening day. Just, just like you've been excited for the Iron Maiden album for months now, yes. I've been waiting for this day. Since the schedule was released in the summer, I've been waiting for this moment. And... It's finally here. We're just a few hours away from it. Now, brace yourself, people of the great state of Texan, I, Texas. I may be about to say something controversial. Don't do it. There's no way the Cowboys can beat Tom Brady tonight, is How there? How dare you? First of all, I am tired of this sports media blasphemy acting like because Tom Brady won the Super Bowl last year, it's a guarantee he's going to win it all this year. There's some articles being like, is 17-0 a realistic idea for Tom Brady and the Buccaneers this year? No, it's not, because they're going to start week one with a big fat L on their record. Now, we've talked about on this podcast before, I might be a little bit of a gambling addict, just a little bit. And I know what the spread is for tonight. I guarantee you... My 2021 lock, gambling lock of the year, put your money on the Cowboys plus eight tonight. If they lose, they ain't losing by more than eight. I'll tell you that much right there. People are acting like like Tom Brady can do no wrong. Like he, at 45 years old, is still doing what he needs to do. The truth is, most Tom Brady teams start out real slow and get hot at the right time at the end of the year. So all this hype and all this money is going on their team. 
And the little Cowboys, the team that everyone loves to hate, the one that they say, oh, they had such a bad year last year. Oh, Dak Prescott didn't play in the preseason. Oh, Ezekiel Elliott is uh, not the player he once was. Oh, Zach Martin, their best player, has COVID. Doesn't matter. Cowboys tonight, 24-21 victory. Book it. Wow. There's some bold predictions. Book it. Could I counter that argument about... No, No, you can't. (laughs) About uh, Tom Brady's team traditionally starting slowly. Isn't the fact that they won the Super Bowl last year and won it after the height of COVID when in theory he wouldn't have had time to bed into that new team anywhere near as much as he would have done if he'd have joined the new team in any other year when there wasn't COVID, and yet he still won the Super Bowl. And this year, although COVID's to the round, football's kind of forgotten about that because we're just going 100% for everything. So he's had even more time to play with that team and way more time to practice preseason. Doesn't that suggest that actually he should be able to do even better this year with the Bucs? At the halfway point of last year, we weren't talking about the Bucks as Super Bowl contenders. We were wondering if they could even barely make the playoffs. So I get what you're saying. Oh, there's been a full year. He's been with the team. You know what teams generally do after winning the Super Bowl? They don't jump right back into practice. He has a bunch of young people on that team. Also, a bunch of old people who are excited about their ring and, you know, aren't ready to jump right back into training. I mean, Gronkowski can't ever add any Gronk cruises, can I, he? No. <laughs> to, to, to sidetrack him. As a fellow... University of Arizona alum. I cannot say anything bad about Rob Gronkowski, but no, he was not training all this summer. He was not. He was drinking. I saw the videos. They're wonderful. I look, I'm obviously optimistic. Not only is that what every fan's supposed to do week one, but we're coming off the last five weeks with hard knocks showing me everything that's going on with the Cowboys. Didn't I hard, am tied in. Didn't hard knocks just show you what a terrible diet Jerry Jones has got? That was my takeaway from it. How dare you, sir? Me and Jerry Jones have the same diet. Well, I put I- salt on everything. <laughs> I eat Whataburger four or five times a week. I look like a turtle. Some of my friends in Arizona are even more excited for the return of football this year because in Arizona, they've now legalized gambling. I mean, I know people that were online at midnight uh, Arizona time yesterday placing their bets. I uh, that's that's one big uh, one big thing. I I wish Texas would get behind you. Know, they're certainly sure. You know, I may be a little bit of a pothead. You know, obviously I want that legalized here, but I would do with that forever being illegal if we could just place a bet legally here and I don't have to go on some sketchy offshore gambling website that's going to pay me in Bitcoin. You didn't email Governor Abbott and said, look, underneath all the abortion stuff, you'd really get people on side if you just let us legally gamble. That would be, you know, last week when we talked about the new Texas laws, I said, you know, Abbott every once in a while does these things that makes every Texan happen very bipartisan. I guarantee you if he legalized sports betting, that would be one of them. Oh. Now I have to go to Oklahoma to just place, not even the sports bet, just to play a casino game. It's just not fair. How many years has it been since Cowboys won a Super Bowl? Don't, you know what, man? Don't I'm be just that guy. It's been my... since 1995, okay? <laughs> Listen, I found, I, the, that's the good thing about Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks gave you the reason why you should become the biggest Cowboys fan there is in 2021. Our star receiver, C.D. Lamb, you know what he's a fan of? Oh, he's the Candles he's guy. He's the yeah, Candles yeah, yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I his biggest that. issue with getting COVID was? 
He couldn't smell his candles. <laughs> you know how he realized he didn't, no longer had COVID symptoms? He smelt his candles. You, if anyone, can relate to that. I hope he's not like stepping on our territory trying to get some Bath and Body Works sponsorship because <laughs> I, I want that Bath and Body Works money for this podcast before anyone from the Cowboys gets it. All I know is for the next 22 weekends, do not text me on Sunday. Do not expect a reply on Sunday. I'm busy. <laughs> so the other big sporting event that is uh, forthcoming is that uh, Donald Trump, remember him? He used to be president. Who? <laughs> He's going to provide. This is a great story. Even for people that hate Trump, you've got to admit this is a great story. Trump and Trump Jr. are going to provide commentary on the Evander Holyfield uh, Vita Belfort uh Boxing match. Yeah. It is, can you still call it boxing when it's like two guys who are about 170? I'll start with by saying this. As, I feel like it's going to be hard for them just to sort of bend over and get into the right, ring oh, at this sure. point, right? As, as a fan of boxing, I'll get this out of the way first. As a fan of boxing, I think these matches that have become very popular over the last year where we're putting celebrities and amateur boxers and sometimes well-retired fighters in the ring and charging 50 to 60 to 70 dollars pay-per-views and everyone gets real yeah. excited is the single worst thing to happen to the sport of boxery in the history of the sport and as someone who is admittedly a bigger fan of mma than boxing this is the thing that will absolutely end boxing there are so many good boxers young talented boxers errol spence shakur stevenson so many of them that people are just ignoring for jake paul or an old fight featuring someone who doesn't even have both ears <laughs> that being said how old is holyfield now he has to be in his 60s i don't know for sure but he has to be in his 60s that being said the single greatest thing to happen to the sport of boxing in that time is the fact that they got Donald Trump to be an announcer. Now, I'm not the biggest Trump supporter in the world. But you support him in this. I think this is the greatest <laughs> use of presidential free time in the history of the job. Can you imagine? Why go to Africa on some <laughs> dumb speaking engagement when you could talk about fighting? <laughs> I'd have loved it if uh, Trump's press statement on the fact that he's going to provide uh, uh, boxing uh, commentary was, ah, the fucking Obama Springsteen podcast can fuck off. <laughs> like, <that's laughs> like There's only one one downside to this and you know at one point it's gonna divulge into some like crazy political rant that i'm sure don jr is gonna like egg him on but if he just stuck to what he was seeing and just actually broadcasting and doing his pre-presidential trumpisms there can be nothing better i'm a huge howard stern fan the best howard stern episodes in the history of his show is when donald trump would go on and would just openly talk about women what do you think's gonna happen on this broadcast when the ring girl shows up you think he's gonna act presidential no no that's not happening i wasn't aware that uh trump former president um, had a thing for boxing I, because now I've read up on this boxing uh, is very much his Iron Maiden right oh, he yeah. loves it yeah yeah I mean he's hosted many events at his you know casinos and uh, when he had them in Vegas and also uh, Atlantic City he's always been like a big proponent whenever there's a big fight he talks about it he 
knows the sport as much as any amateur fan. He thinks he knows a lot more. What's great is he doesn't know Vitor Belfort because he's a UFC fighter. So no matter what happens in the fight, he's going to say Evander Holyfield won, but that's not important. That's what's going to make him <laughs> well, a great he's got, sports he's got, broadcaster. He's got very suspect judgments of who wins what. <laughs> right, I mean, he's, exactly. got, he's got formal now. He's going to be like, well, I don't know who won this one, but I can tell you who won the election. <laughs> Like if that, what was that company that uh, ended up suing Giuliani? Dominion. Yeah, if right. the, if like a Dominion doing the scoring. <laughs> See, there's so many joke opportunities. This is again, screw writing a book, <laughs> screw going on speaking engagements, also, screw doing anything like philanthropic. Well, and and also. I go back to my point about the podcast. Two super, super, super rich people hanging out, still trying to make out that they're uber blue collar. Like Springsteen's, that's been his whole act. I mean, credit to Springsteen. I forget what it was. Maybe it was that, um, what was that series he did recently? Was it when he was on Broadway? Right, like a sort right. of talking acoustic yeah, show? Yeah. I think it was in that. It was within the last couple of years, definitely, that Springsteen basically said, well, you know, I've invented a character for myself and I play that character quite well and that character exists in all of the songs to this day, you know, and he still makes out that like he's like uh, Johnny working on the dock. I know that was Bon Jovi, but same <laughs> right. thing. They're both New Jersey acts who are uber, uber, you know, millionaires trying to make out that they're, that they're very down with the blue collar people. And I've not listened to the Obama Springsteen podcast, but that doesn't stop me from having a strong opinion of on it. Of course not. And I'm going to say that that's absolutely two super rich people bonding over the fact that oh but you know we're just like all of our blue collar listeners right how dare you sir you know every blue collar worker in america has a daughter that does equestrian (laughs) (laughs) meanwhile trump at the boxing i think is gonna be a hundred percent real trump right let's hope so because again <laughs> if it turns into a political ad like half the country doesn't want that half the country's right. gonna be obsessed with it but if he just gives the i i don't want president trump i want you fired trump you know <laughs> i want going on the radio and fighting with a with a, a journalist over a girl trump this uh now of course all of the liberals will just be appalled at the fact that he would be getting any kind of media attention of course but but, but imagine this Remember when he was about halfway through his presidency and I think the phrase he used for what was going to come in the second term was full Trump and everyone went, oh my God, we're not at that already. (laughs) Imagine, liberals, if full Trump now just manifests itself as a boxing commentator. I think that's actually, I mean, you know, yeah, that is, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm with it. I told you, the only thing I'm not excited about is that his cuck lord son is going to be there with him. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, oh, by the way, can we talk about cell phones before we move on to uh, this week's music news? Because this is, I know like the most pressing thing for you is that you've got to get to a Cowboys game, but I feel like I need, I need to bring this up. Right. I mean, we have a few hours. Go on. Um, so I don't know when is it the uh, when is it time to admit defeat and say that you have to get a new cell phone with with technology I like to battle myself technology and air conditioning I like to battle myself with and I battle myself with air conditioning each year in that I wait to let it be as hot as it can possibly get wherever I'm living currently here in the great state of Texas previously in Arizona where obviously it's super hot because it's the desert before I give in 
and start using the air conditioning. Like the day I switch on my air conditioning, which if I play it right, will be several days into what is considered summer. That's like me admitting defeat. And right. that's, a, that, that, that's a, yeah, that's like an annual, an annual thing. Less than an annual thing, but every every few years, like I try and get to the point of like how long I can hold on to tech, and it's partly me not wanting to deal with having to move all of my stuff to a new laptop or a new phone right. because I'm a you know I'm a tech phobe. But it's also about not wanting to spend money because I do love the customer service that you get when you go into an Apple store. I know you disagree with this, but you're the only person I know that's been banned from an Apple store, so you don't really have the right to have an opinion about. I've told yeah, you, yeah, but how cool is it that they have? my picture up on every wall like i'm kim (laughs) jong-un i told you that apple service in their stores is so good that when i lived in shitsville uk and all i wanted to do was live in america a place where there was customer service occasionally i would walk to my local apple store as if it was therapy just to hang out in there with no intention of buying anything and not needing any technical advice. I just wanted to be around customer service because I knew that one day I'd move to America and it would be like this all the time. All this Steve Jobs dick sucking, yet you still got an iPhone 3. <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> this is my point. I have an iPhone 6S. Do you want to just Google and see what year the 6S is from? I just to pro- properly, sh- properly shame me. Um, I was very proud of my fact that was I was it new when you got it. Yes. Okay. It was the most up to date because I, I decided that I was going to get a new phone. And again, when I, you know, when I invest in the tech, I don't want to do it cheaply. I want to invest in in something that's up to date at the time, thinking it's going to give me a maximum lifespan. I have good news for you. At the end of this month, will be the sixth anniversary of your iPhone. Only six years. Yeah, well, they come out about every every year and a half, two years. Yeah. They they die quickly. Well, so this is the thing with my iPhone. I can't. I thought I was getting eight, about eight years out of it. I'm, see, and now I'm disappointed with myself. <laughs> this is like me when I turn on the air conditioning and it's about 105 in the apartment. Right. Oh my god! I got only six years out of the phone. I mean, d- look, you're talking to the right guy right now. I went through all this. I did this five months ago. If you remember, we talked about it. I didn't want to give up my iPhone. I refused. I love my new iPhone. And it turned me into a tech genius, as we've discussed on this very podcast. Enter into this world. Become a tech genius with me. So here's my thing. I, uh, I, I've i known that my phone is, uh, is is getting to that point that it needs to be replaced. Because, you know, it, it sort of keeps switching itself off. And the, the battery power was, the battery life was just uh, pretty terrible. But I'm pretty conscientious that, you know, I leave it plugged in. And since the pandemic and everything, with people not going out and there not being stuff to do, I haven't been and in places where um, I haven't been able to charge my phone. I've also, because I'm a creature of habit, you'll like this. I like the same bars and diners, like there's certain ones I go to, right? And because my phone is so worn out and specifically the battery runs out like, I mean, everyone moans about the battery in an iPhone. My battery runs out like super fast. If I go into any of the the, the diners or the, the, the bars that I like, I'll walk in and the staff know me. So they'll say, uh, I don't know, coffee and water or Diet Coke and a food menu, and then they'll go, do you need your phone charged? Like, <laughs> literally, like... Well, I, I was a little weird out, because last week when we went to the Guns N' Roses concert, we got there, and you're like, oh, 
my phone may die by the end of the show. I'm on 70%. I was like, the show is going to be three hours. Like, you should be good. Well, this is how I know that I probably need a new phone. So as I said, uh, you know, pandemic and everything. I haven't been going out. I haven't been doing a whole lot of things. And when I do go out, I've got the comfort zone as I, if I go to places that I know and they know that they might need to charge my phone, right? right? And they're bar staff that I trust that aren't going to, you know, walk off with my phone or copy all of my dick pics. So, <laughs> um, so uh, anyway, I uh, when we went to Guns N' Roses last weekend, uh, that was the first big outing I'd, I'd had in a while. This is what, the, it basically has broken my phone because I ordered us a lift to go to the Guns N' Roses show, right? A week ago now. Since ordering a lift on my phone if i try and do anything on my phone other than text or play spotify and it's not plugged in it will die within 10 minutes <laughs> so your phone's basically what are you doing you're using actual apps get out of here abort 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 i mean if it meant that i couldn't go to the gym without constantly playing the new iron maiden album i'd have bought a new phone a week ago that, <laughs> that would have that would have literally pushed me over the edge for right. so apparently spotify doesn't take a lot of power i mean it will run it down fast but i can get through a gym workout listening to the Iron Maiden album and then I definitely need to charge up my phone but it won't die during it because let me tell you if it died during the seventh minute of the parchment which is only halfway through the song I'd have like left the gym and gone straight to the Apple store and gone giving me a new one but what you say is true my phone is so decrepit and old now that literally ordering a lift and not having it plugged in while I was on the app and we were looking for the car last week has now basically rendered my phone pretty much useless unless it's plugged in. I, You know what? I was on board with you until you went into this description. I'm, I'm off board. The, the app did not do that. The old phone did not do that. You know what's destroying your phone? The constant <laughs> playing of... What's the album called? Sinjutsu. Bless you. The constant playing of the Sinjutsu album on your phone. As, first of all, the the little uh, the minions who control your phone are definitely like, why keeps playing the same thing? We want more dick pics. Why are you just playing music? So they're hacking into your phone and causing all these problems. Just go. Just go like a day. When I came in, what were you listening to? I, I listened to it all the time. Jeremy texted me. It's been out a week. We'll get to my review in a second. I know you can't wait. Jeremy texted me the other day and went, how many times have you listened to it? And honestly, I said, I honestly don't know because it goes everywhere with me. Like if I'm in the car, I'm plugging my phone so it can play it there. If I'm in the gym, I listen there. If I'm at home, I play the CD. Right. Like I can't, like I don't, apart from when I'm doing this podcast or working, um, I literally haven't stopped listening to it. Okay, give it like an hour then of not listening to it. I guarantee your phone's back up and running is fine. <laughs> Six S can't handle sinjutsu. <laughs> that literally might be the thing. You only get fucking six years out of a phone. God damn it. All right. Uh, Vince Neil getting thin, apparently. Uh, ABBA trying to uh, take on Maiden uh, for releasing new music. And Cannibal Corpse News coming up. A music news roundup. All the music news you need to know is forthcoming in part two. Okay, let's do part two of Did You America? Thanks for hanging out with us. He's Jeremy Hoffman. I'm Ian Camfield. Jeremy, very, very excited that uh, last week ABBA tried to steal Iron Maiden's thunder by announcing that ABBA were releasing their first new music and kind of going back on tour for the first time 
in four decades. You thought I was excited about football. That was all a joke. I hate football. What I love, I love ABBA more than anything in this world. So Dancing I- Queen. It's the only one I got. The other songs other than Dancing Queen, they're all great. I have a problem with people who dislike ABBA because I don't need to listen to them. But you can't argue with their perfect pop. I mean, right. it, it, like, it is perfect pop. And there's other great pop artists and there are amazing pop songs by other people. But in terms of just timeless absolutely perfect pop the epicenter of that like i don't know what comes up on wikipedia if you look up perfect pop but it should be a picture of abba it says did you mean abba right yeah exactly (laughs) exactly Exactly. i would i liked most about them announcing this return is they're like yes it's future abba now so we put ourselves in tron outfits like they dress like what the future was in the 80s not what the future actually is now well they're updating themselves from the last time they were together right they've, yeah, got, exactly. they, 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 they've got some catching like, up to this do. Is what you like no <laughs> i like your abba accent it's spot on right it's denmark <laughs> jeremy, norway where are they from jeremy in a uh, really oh my god that's such a dumb american question <laughs> said to me off air so uh, what is it they're from what are they danish what did you think they were <laughs> I thought they're from norway dutch yeah same thing I, listen denmark norway and sweden in america are the same country right yeah you are they're the three white ones by england and germany <laughs> next question they're the ones that didn't love the jews but some of them were like all right jews come in <laughs> And that's your history lesson with Jeremy Hoffman. <laughs> with Jeremy the Jew. Yeah. <laughs> what a great radio name. <laughs> we, we, you can use that when we start our right. evangelism yeah. show to bump up the ratings yeah, exactly. of stations in DFW. We're not just Christianity. We got a Jew. Yeah. Now, if if, Christ, if the sign of uh, Christianity is going to be two left slippers, which is my... I'm, I haven't explained this very well because I haven't given anyone the backgrounds there. Like if we're, if it's this just was, a joke if, for if, me. If, 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 if this was a radio show and we had some awful consultant i've worked with a few of them and he was going ian you can't just expect people to understand why two left slippers is a sign of christianity (laughs) you you need to let everyone in on the joke no figure it out Read that in your Bible. It's like one time I might be I might be about to make an inappropriate joke about an inappropriate thing. I'll get my cancel like button. That's fine. Time- <laughs> Because when you work with radio consultants, there are most. There's a couple that actually I've worked with that are really good, and there's a bunch that are absolutely terrible. And the, the terrible ones just tend to give you the, you know, just drive everything straight down the middle of the lane. Don't say anything controversial. Like right. basically, what they'll say, they'll give you a bunch of guidance that's not specific to you and your character, or even where you're broadcasting to. They just give you the same guidance that they give to everyone else. It's like here's a one sheet on how to do radio the tried and tested way and then if you do it and you're a success then it's the, it's it's their success if you do it and you're not a success then you're the problem because you weren't doing it correctly but they're always very into kind of lowest common denominator middle of the road be as safe as possible and and they're always about relatability it's got to be relatable and um I can't remember what context it was in, um, but I remember one time having a sit down with a consultant and we're going through a tape of a show and I did a joke about Gary Glitter, right? And the consultant was like, oh my God. And I went, hang on, 
I'm going to stop you there. It's not relatable because pedophilia is not what everyone's into. <laughs> I was going to ask, was this before or after the cancellation? Oh, it was only fun to do jokes about afterwards. Right. I mean, there before was no... they're like, who's Gary Glitter? <laughs> yeah, it's like, now, celebrity pedophile. <laughs> what a cool game show. <laughs> Hosted by... Anyway... You could make jokes about ABBA because everyone's into ABBA and anyone who tells you that they're not into ABBA is wrong. I am a dancing queen, so I agree. So, as I said, they're da- and also, as a side note, like the most unlikely people are uh, are into ABBA. I was once doing a show with uh, Lemmy from Motorhead. Did you hear that name drop? Bloop. And he said to me that uh, I Have a Dream by ABBA is the best song ever. <laughs> and uh, And we played it on air, right? Yeah. And after we'd finished recording the show, I said to him, do you really think that I Have a Dream by ABBA is the best song ever? And Lemmy from Motorhead said to me, no, but people will be surprised. It's not the best song, but it's fucking great, isn't it? (laughs) Please tell me somewhere there is a Motorhead cover of ABBA. I don't know. Open the vault for that one. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Imagine like they tried to work out I Have a Dream and Lemmy's going like, I just can't get the harmonies right. (laughs) Screw it, Ace of Spades it is. (laughs) You've never heard I Have a Dream that starts with... (laughs) So what, what was the more impressive announcement then? Was it ABBA announcing their return or... Uh, Iron Maiden releasing an album. Well, I mean, ABBA just thinking that they could go up against Iron Maiden. I was like, back the fuck up. <laughs> like, you haven't done anything for, 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 they for, 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 for like 40 years. They laid down the gauntlet. Well, here's the thing with ABBA. So, I, 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 first of all, like, there's always going to be demand for the ABBA music because, as we said, they, 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 they do do Mama perfect. Mamma Mia. Right. I mean... If the, to be honest, seeing possibly the worst James Bond trying to sing your songs, if that's not going to put you back into a studio to make new music, like, I don't know what is. They should have said in their press conference that when people were like, why are you back? They went, we finally got round to watching Mamma Mia and was like, oh my God, Piers Brosnan's done that to our back catalogue. We need to get back into the studio to reset the balance. Joke's on you. They're actually coming back because they're the new Bond song for the Never Say Never Again. Yeah, and reboot. <laughs> <laughs> I so I I kind of support the idea of ABBA coming back, and I think that um, so it's like they never left. Well, here's the thing. Well, apparently I haven't played it, but the, I think so. There's an album, but they put out one new song, and people said it just sounds like old ABBA, which is what you want. I yeah. mean, if the new song sounded like Nine Inch Nails, probably not going to work so well. <laughs> so you don't want any kind of reinvention of ABBA, and so I think they're playing this perfectly. They are. I bet the stuff that they're putting out is stuff that they wrote years ago. Uh, it's a it's a uh, it's a different thing, but I'm going to make the comparison. The, the last ACDC album that came out last year, by no means their best, but possibly the best of their latter-day albums. And you know why I think that ACDC album was the best of the latter-day albums? Because it was stuff that they'd written in the 80s and not used. Like, if you, right. go, if you go back to when you were at the peak of your powers, the stuff that you discarded is often better than the stuff you're trying to write as 70-year-old rock stars, right? So I, I think that ABBA are doing that. But the thing where I really commend them is probably people said, you know what there's millions and millions and millions on offer if you were to go back out on the road and one of the members of ABBA went fuck off have you seen us (laughs) 
I, you know, I think you're giving ABBA a lot of credits there. You gave them millions, millions, millions. I'd say they're at like millions, millions, you know? No, I think ABBA, if ABBA were to go out and do a, a, do a tour, no, there would be huge demand for that. I, there, I feel like they're, it's not Led Zeppelin doing a tour, but it would be up there in terms of the, of, of the you're, demands. You're putting ABBA... Near anywhere near Led Zeppelin? You have to remember that most people have got no discerning taste whatsoever. True. And even though a great portion of America would pay ridiculous amounts of money to see a reformed three-quarters living Led Zeppelin, um, most people don't know shit from Clay and are just happy with shit pop. So when you give them perfect pop, they would totally go out and, and be into ABBA. And also, I think ABBA if they are one of those bands that transcend all generations, because if my granddad was still alive today, he would love to hear new ABBA, and also some, like, 19-year-old hipster from Bishop Arts would probably also be into it. See, I think you're being influenced by the fact that you grew up in a country, in an era that was near, you know, those three miscellaneous Jewish indifferent countries that we discussed before so i don't know if you know maybe i don't know the difference between england and europe no (laughs) i just think you know here in america we have a firm understanding that if we want to listen to abba we just go watch mamma mia and not only do we get abba we also get you know a wonderful broadway play that's been turned into a movie with meryl streep so they're uh, I like that they're basically using holograms but they're not holograms I don't understand the tech I think someone said to ABBA look you can make extra money you you shouldn't go out on tour because that's the other thing ABBA going back into the studio to rework some music that was you know 40 years old and them still being able to sound good in the studio and sound like ABBA is one thing going out on the road having not played in 40 years it would be absolutely terrible so anyone who's a big ABBA fan who's saying they're disappointed that it's going to be some new version of a hologram out on the road and not the members of ABBA. You are not right to be disappointed about that. It's one thing to be someone like the Rolling Stones where you're really old, but you're still relatively good at doing it because you never stopped doing it. No bands who go away for 40 years and then decide they're going to hit the stage for a tour are going to be good on that tour. They're just too out of practice. I think it's safe to say ABBA does not have one fan that is on your level of Iron Maiden fandom who's right now sitting back being like ABBA sold out like ABBA they were sold out from the moment they started like no one can be upset with them making a money play all pop music is a money play yeah 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 but it would be horrible if uh, you know ABBA as they are now went out on tour having not played any shows for, for four decades ABBA in the studio is a different thing and this futuristic um, thing where they're like, I, I, someone said to Abba, all right, we'll use holograms, but here's an idea to spin it. Say that it's not holograms. It's like, <laughs> it, just say that it's not holograms, right. you know? So I think, um, yeah, I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm backing the idea. I, I, I back the idea that everything that, 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 that Abba did, apart from the fact that even on my phone, which clearly knows me, when I went to Google on that day, I was getting the ABBA articles above the Iron Maiden release new album today articles. That upset me a little bit. You could have like backed off for it. For sure you, wait, it you wait 40 years and then you decide to do your press conference on the same day that Sinjitsu comes out. I mean, that's just downright rude.
rude. All right, so I think it's it's become clear. Clearly, you're a bigger ABBA fan than Iron Maiden. <laughs> While we're talking about those things, I just want to say that um, on the day that the, did I mention Iron Maiden have got a new album out? No. On, on the day, what's it called? <laughs> Sunjitsu. Bless you. On the day that Sunjitsu came out, I uh, went out of my way to try and support local business and real record stores. I mean, no one wanted to hear the, the new I made an album more than me to the extent that I finished work uh, late on the evening that it was released, right? And I went and sat in my car, plugged in my phone, opened Spotify because I, it was about to be streaming like within the next 10 minutes. I didn't start driving home. I sat in the parking lot just refreshing Spotify until <laughs> the full album appeared. What, and, what time on the clock did it actually appear? I think it was like 11.09 p.m. Oh my God. Yeah, literally. I was literally like refresh, refresh, and it kept on just coming up with the two songs they'd already released. And it was like, oh my God, there it is. How mad would you be if they pulled a Kanye and that day were like, it's it's not ready. You have to wait another month. Oh, my God. Well, I'd be like, well, at least I've got some ABBA. Um, <laughs> by the way, I Have a Dream is my favorite song ever. <laughs> Best song ever. <laughs> have you heard the Motorhead version? <laughs> so I, that's, I was very uh, excited for the Iron Maiden album. And, and obviously, you know, I, I went to stream it immediately because I needed to hear it immediately. But of course, I need the physical copies. And so the next day, I based my whole Friday day uh, around going to a record store to get the Iron Maiden album. And I'm seeing the local record stores here in uh, DFW. They post all their things on Instagram and they're showing me all this used shit they've got in and all this. And I'm like, where, where's the. Where, 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 where's Sun like no, fucking, fucking, fucking hipster chick dancing to music I've never heard of. I'm not going to mention the record stores because I don't want to do them a disservice because I still like record stores. But basically, they massively let me down. So I phone. I phone. Right. I don't remember the last time I picked up the phone to speak to anyone. I phoned record stores. Wow. This couldn't be more 1990. I don't think I. Did. I did this in 1992 when I was a little kid. Going hello, downtown records in Romford, Essex. <laughs> Have you got Fear of the Dark by Iron Maiden in yet? Like, I literally, there was, I think it was Fear of the Dark, which was 92. Uh, there was one on day of release. I remember there's my local record store in, in Romford in Shitsville going into that record store five times in the morning, right? And the guy behind the counter kept on going, it's not in yet, it's not in yet. And I've just got delivery of like 10 boxes. It's probably, I'm like, open it, open it. I need the album. So it was like taking me back to that. Even though I'd already heard the album, like I stayed up all night playing it 10 times, but I needed the physical thing. So I'm on the phone to the record store and the record store said, oh, yeah, um, we got some posters. We didn't get the, I'm like. But we do have an acoustic folk version of the album if you're interested. Like, you got the posters? You, and, she, and then she said to me in a very unhelpful way, well, it might come in later. Keep checking in Instagram. I'm like, you fucking hipster. You fucking rude hipster. How dare you? You'll be telling me to sign up to TikTok next. Listen to how much you've changed since you were a kid. When you were a kid, you were excited to wait. You kept going back right, to the right, store. Right, 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 right. Now was you can't even check a, a social media page. They made it easier that for was you. Because, well, no, because at least in 1992, the store were definitely getting it in. They were waiting for the delivery. The delivery was 
was probably late because it was the British Postal Service and that's always, <laughs> uh, that's always been shit. Right. I mean, I actually think, I said to the guy in the store, can I help you unpack? And you're like, I'll go to the boxes right. like until we find Fear of the Dark. Yeah, but now in your 2021 modern Camfield, you're standing in the corner scrolling through your phone. It's like, ugh, have you guys put out the albums yet? Because that's what the woman told me I had to do. I had no desire to watch her dancing to some fucking folk EDM bullshit when she did. And by the way, she, she said she had posters for Sunjitsu in. She didn't even fucking put them on the Instagram, right? And then, and you know, the only other thing she said to me, she said, well, we should get it in because it appears to be quite popular. <laughs> you, oh, no. you bitch, you. Oh, you know what? I'll give you this. If you at least work at a record store, you have to know. You have to at least like Iron Maiden is made for that type of person. Because even if you hate Iron Maiden, they've got such a big dedicated fan base who will buy it on all formats. And by the way, there were like eighty-two different versions of the vinyl that were being released that day. So that's my first right. So then there were a couple of record stores in me. So then I. Phone the other record store, right? And I have a more agreeable, but ultimately still very disappointing conversation with the guy at the other record store. What were we talking about, Abba? Um, I was going to say, I- you know what album is definitely going to be out the day of? Abba. <laughs> so I caught, and he's like, oh, people keep calling. He goes, I was, uh, I, I was like, don't tell me you've only got posters. And he's, uh, I, 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 he goes, yeah, of course I was trying to get it in. He goes, you know, Hurricane Ida's fucked up my delivery system. What? Like, right, and We're I'm like, in Texas. I'm like, where's Iron Maiden based out of? Like <laughs> today, I was not aware that the Sunjitsu album by Iron Maiden had to go via New Orleans to get to <laughs> right. Dallas, Texas, for the day of release. And he goes, um, it probably be out. It goes maybe later today, but uh, but but definitely uh, in tomorrow. So then I found a third record store that was an hour's drive from me, but they'd posted that they had it in. So I jumped on the phone. I'm like, this is proper old school. I'm about to say I'm an hour's drive away. Hold, Hold a it, copy, yeah. right? So I cut any, and I said, uh, and at least this guy also understood the demand because he cut into my car. I said, uh, hey, I'm just phoning to see if you got the new eye. And he went, no, it's already sold out. Yeah. Wow. He didn't uh, even give you the bless you joke. I, <laughs> and I said, uh, uh, are you going to get any more in? Because I really want to get the red vinyl. And this is like, this is the, this is my conclusion as to uh, me kind of being like, you know what? I might be done supporting small business. Oh, no. He went, no, no, no. I only had the regular uh, regular black vinyl. So I said, all right, well, thanks anyway. So then I went back online. And at this point, I've suddenly become anti-record store. Yeah. Because that woman dancing on TikTok. <laughs> oh, it seems to be quite popular. Bitch. Oh, I hate her. I've... So I look it up. And then it turns out that... The CD version, and I don't know what the term is for this, but you know if you get a cover and you move it and it changes in the light, you know those covers yeah. that I mean? Uh, there's a term for it. I want to say Link- hologram. No, that's, that's not ABBA. Right. And oh. they're not holograms. <laughs> Something a gram. It's like, what? no, not cocaine. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it is. It's called cocaine. Yeah, you're just thinking of chopping it a line on right, the CD. Right. Well, I'm getting excited. We got a football game later. <laughs> the lenticular? 
Is sure. that the t- right? You know sure. what I mean. I, I know what you mean. I don't know. I'm not even going to Google it. So there was a version of the CD where, depending on which light you hold the CD in, you get a different Eddie on the cover. Oh. I know. I'm getting hard just thinking about this it. This is an older album. No, no this new, is the, Sinjitsu. The, the, the Sinjitsu, right? right? Well, yeah, you got to have that. Right. That, that was only available at Target. Wow. And then what I really wanted was the vinyl... Because the vinyl, the album's so long, it's three discs on vinyl. That's insane. <laughs> it's not, it's 86 minutes. <laughs> um, that might also be insane. Don't they normally on most vinyl get it in one disc? Not or if it's 86 minutes. Right, but I'm saying like your standard album comes with one. This one comes with three. Jeremy, at what point have I led you to believe that this was a standard album? <laughs> and if that bitch in the record store understood that, she'd have made significantly more money last Thursday. We're canceling her. <laughs> um... So I might, I feel like graffitiing across the front of their store late at night does not stock Iron Maiden. <laughs> Iron Maiden ists. Iron Maiden. What gonna, a weird gang tag. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Like, Iron Maiden racists. <laughs> um, Anti Maidite. <laughs> right. <laughs> the red vinyl across three discs, only available at Walmart. Wow. And there was a bit... Now, normally, I'm the most capi- ca- capitalist-supporting... Like, I love right. capitalism. I'm all about the big stores, all these people that have a go at Amazon. I'm like, the convenience that they've brought, I, you know, I'm all backing it. The one time that normally I do side with the little guy, the little woman, like, I do love it. I like independent... The little people. The little people. The independent businesses... I do like the idea of independent business, but I also don't shun the, the 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 big corporate ones. And I definitely wanted to support record stores. Like I'm the type of person that if they go into a record store that's independent and they don't find anything they want to buy in there, I buy a T-shirt from that record store just to give them some money. That's how much I wanted to support them. But now, after this fucking experience, and then seeing that you could only get the red vinyl from Walmart, and you could only get the two Eddie versions on the CD, the term that I can't remember, on the Target. Now I'm like, well, so I so I spent 24 hours getting angry with local record stores. And do you know what I did on Saturday, the day after the day of release? I drove to Walmart, got myself red vinyl, and I drove to Target and got myself the limited edition of the CD. And by the way, they had them in on Thursday. They didn't have no fucking hurricane delivery problems. And they didn't have, they didn't go, oh, it seems to be popular, but we've only got posters. They had what people want. Now, could you not have just like, I don't want to call you out and like, you know, make this whole segment pointless, but couldn't you have just like, pre-ordered it on amazon yes but i was purposely waiting because i wanted to put my hard-earned dollars in the pockets of the independent record stores this is what i'm telling you this experience has turned me against independent record stores imagine like you know people like you and from the record store generation even bands from you know the 60s 70s and 80s imagine what they're thinking right now when the only way to get in many music lovers' minds, the purest form of that music on vinyl record, the only way to get it properly is at a Walmart or a Target. Literally, <laughs> and, 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 I, and I'll tell you this, right? If you think that Walmart is the kind of most down market out of all of the huge corporation way to shop shops, 
they're the only place that's got that red vinyl. And as I said, there's about 82 different versions of this album on vinyl, and the red vinyl is the sexiest looking. So there's no like actual difference with like what's on that, but it's just one's red and one's black, right? The packaging is the well, no, you no actually. Like, for is the there vinyl, a difference? Does red vinyl sound better or something? No, it just looks. It's just better. the color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure. I mean, there's difference in the you, if you buy the vinyl, you obviously get way more packaging because it's three discs. Right. So if you wanna, because you know when it's an I made an album like the Journey song says I want to hold it feel it squeeze it is that what Journey said what did they say <laughs> I think love it touch it squeeze it I want to love it touch it squeeze it I want to Journey my Iron Maiden <laughs> I want did they not say sniff it because I sniff <laughs> because if you there, it. there ain't nothing there ain't nothing better smelling than than like a new vinyl mm. album you get that cardboard <laughs> and you put it up to your mouth and you're like oh, even from Walmart right some people call Walmart smelly Walmart people. Not if you're buying the Iron Maiden red no. vinyl. It smells fresh, baby. In fact, why is there not a Sinjitsu scent of candle at Bath and Body Works? They <laughs> should be marketing the scent of that new vinyl. Your version of that song is definitely lick it, sniff it, fuck it. Oh, that's why you need three bits of vinyl because it- <laughs> because otherwise one, if you, you're gonna if bust you, yeah, through if you, if you did that so if only one bit of vinyl you'd screw it up one to fuck one to hang one to listen to i get it <laughs> oh yeah and i got all of that reward by spending my money at walmart well there you go and they man, should sponsor you this it. podcast. Imagine if, imagine if they were like, "Oh, we'll pay them to do some ads halfway through the show." Ian can talk about how he fucks the new Iron Maiden <laughs> red vinyl, and you could only get it at Walmart. I think everything I've ever said on this podcast is perfect for Walmart. <laughs> All right. Uh, in the next episode, we'll be unveiling the Motorhead cover of "I Have a Dream" <laughs> and our new version of the Journey song, which is called "What." Oh, uh, sniff it, fuck it, love it, lick it. Oh, yeah. Something. Oh, I'll do my best, Steve Perry. <laughs> uh, if you want to talk to us, there was some other stuff, but we got sidetracked. We'll get to it another time. Um, <laughs> Digiamerica.com is the website. Uh, you can also get in touch on the socials. On Twitter, I'm at Ian Camfield. On Instagram, Camfield off the radio. Did we America today? Hell yeah, we did.